0: But you know what? If they would stretch their mind a little bit and get out of their comfort zone and create that conversation <laughs> on their own, then they would create space in their brain for right. that type of intelligence. Right. And, and if, that's what right, it's all about. Right,
1: right. If my uncle had a vagina, he'd be my aunt too.
0: <laughs> Shut so
1: up. I mean, you know, what what do you want? The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots. Radio Podcast. Okay, well, you found yourself back. Hello, and welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Tony Frain, along with the wonderful Lexi Rodriguez. Hey, Lex, how you doing?
0: Good. How's it going?
1: It's going good. This is Millennial Talk. Of course, as you've known for the past couple of years, it's about learning it, knowing it, and fucking doing it. That's what this show is all about. And today, totally. uh, Lexi came up with a great topic to the point where we're both sitting here going, uh, this might be five shows when it comes right down to it. It's about the difference in intelligence in a relationship, if there's a big difference in intelligence and how that works, or if it does, or if it doesn't. I mean, is that kind of what we're talking about today?
0: Yeah. I mean, well, there absolutely is a difference in intelligence in any relationship. Um, In this aspect, I kind of want to touch on... Like the emotional intelligence, the passionate intelligence, along with the intellectual, because when you're in a relationship, it's based off of a few things. It's based off of your passion and your attraction and being able to be smart enough to tell if this is lust or love or if I'm just gonna fuck this dude once in a while. That's all intelligence. So then you kind of go a little bit further. And once you're in a relationship, it's based on intellectual conversation and being able to, in my opinion, teach each other something new every day. And that's huge. That's huge in a relationship. And then obviously, the last thing is emotional intelligence and being able to know when you should act on an emotion, positive or negative.
1: So to give you some Some notes up in front here in terms of what we're going to talk about, uh, kind of the the liner notes of this. There are intelligence, of course, as everybody knows, there's a whole bunch of different kinds of intelligence. And actually, if you look at it from a scientific level, there's actually nine different types. There's spatial and naturalistic and musical and logical and existential and interpersonal and interpersonal and body and kinesthetic and linguistic. So So those are out there. And then, so we're going to kind of go through those. And I know, Lexi, you wanted to really kind of focus on the interpersonal versus the intrapersonal, which actually happens to be more of an emotional intelligence level versus intellectual. But we're going to talk also about intellectual and emotional intelligence. And the bottom line here is, and the question that was asked of us from people and what we're going to bring up is, if there's a big difference in one type of intelligence between one person and another person – can it work or if it and if it and if that if that issue does come up in the relationship, is there a way to make it work if it's there?
0: Yeah. And are you smart enough to do so? Because it's huge. I mean, it could make or break a relationship. And when I think about the relationships I've had, I've had them all across the board. I've had relationships where I'm like, fuck this. I don't want to explain every thought I have to this person. Or when it comes to comedic relationships, I don't want to explain this fucking dry ass joke that I just said, because you don't get it. You're ruining the whole moment and the timing of everything. But on the other end, I've had relationships where I've dated guys where they were very logical and they were very book smart and and they wanted to talk facts all the time. When where I am very like no, but think about this because in my opinion and and they were very like no, we'll check page 68 of that book because that tells you what you want to know.
1: Right. So 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 looking at this thing big picture, you've got two people that come together for one reason or another and most of the time the reasons why two people get together initially is a physical attraction, or at least some level of energy, or a chemistry issue in regards yes. to coming together. Now that the problem arises, that I see, and you know, and, and tell me if you think that this is not you know square, or, or if you have a different opinion on this. The problem arises when one person is much stronger in a particular intelligence than the other person, and the focus is, and then all of a sudden they start focusing on the difference between that. Uh, as a defining aspect of the relationship. Now, this only happens from what I've seen and the experiences that I've had from being a, a counselor and, and also from my own personal experience. This only happens after that initial, I call it the, like, the lust bubble sort yeah. of pops. And especially from a guy's standpoint, because from a guy's standpoint, being an intellectual person, if you get into something or if you start to date somebody or you hit on somebody who you know, and it's that typical, you know, dumb blonde thing. And this is, I, I don't want to come across as misogynistic here, but I'm just using this as a, as an example, right? Totally. I mean, she's, everyone she, understands she can, that she can, example, right? She can barely tie her shoes, but she's super fucking hot. So, and if you can make that happen, you're going to make that happen and you're going to completely overlook all the other stuff. In terms For of her about compatibility, two weeks. Right. Well, until until the sex, until it starts happening to where you're like, all right, now I'm gonna I'm the blinders are gonna come off a little bit and my expectation level is gonna rise, especially if you are highly intelligent on any one of these nine things, emotionally intelligent or any of that stuff. Do you see that as the same situation? And does that happen with girls too?
0: Oh, absolutely. And uh, I work with a lot of clients. Um, really successful, intelligent guys, actually, that have trouble finding someone that they really want to invest their time in and their space, they want to share their space with because they aren't getting any mental stimulation from it. And um, I've, I've worked with a couple guys that are single because of it, or that's what they say. They say, I'm single because I can't find a chick who is intelligent enough on all levels to kind of keep my interest. And it makes a lot of sense because yeah, you can walk but... into a fucking coffee shop and have 10 different options of conversation and they're all going to be fucking different. Why would you settle on one chick who's not
1: stimulating you? Yeah, but here's here's what happens with that. And it's the same situation that I, that I brought up where it's one aspect of that situation. You know, guys have their eyes say one thing and their dicks is one thing and then their brains is another. So they're, they're attracted to a certain kind of girl. And then when they get into that and then they realize that there's a deficiency in in terms of an intelligence compatibility thing, then, then they'll start to say, you know, then they'll start to self sabotage. And, uh, people use that a lot. Yeah, because once that initial lust part's over, because that's like a drug. I mean, the the level of hormones mm-hmm. that get released during that, you know, mm-hmm. the endorphins and the epinephrins and all of that fun stuff to get. Some people are addicted to the drug of lust, or or that initial right. relationship. So they'll so once that's done, they'll come up with every possible excuse. To end it and then to find somebody who has, I'm using the air quotes, who has that level of intelligence or something. But then what happens? And you know this because you've seen this a thousand times too with your friends and other people. They'll go out and they'll go through the same pattern. They'll find the same type of girl or guy, and they'll go through the same shit. Because you know why? It's easy and it's safe because they can keep people at arm's distance that way and not open up to be more vulnerable emotionally. Because most of the time, there's a there's an emotional vulnerability when it comes to that. Because emotionally high, emotionally intelligent people don't go through patterns like that.
0: Right? Exactly. So that's that's kind of um, brings us back to our topic. Is if you have that high. Type of emotion where you can kind of adapt in a different intellectual situations for a certain amount of time. Because I don't think that adaptation to kind of a lower level of intelligence is anything anyone should do. It doesn't benefit you. And what it does is it it leaves you with kind of a lifeless um, energy level in your mind. That's how I would describe it. And that's why I think that it is so important for people to be aware and to be able to um, pick out someone who is really going to challenge you um, intellectually in a relationship because otherwise it will not work. And that is just... um, that's my theory. Is and I you don't think challenge it will you work
1: intellectually, though. Right? I mean, that's that's what you're focusing on—the intellectual yes. challenging part. Instead right. of instead of more of the emotional challenging part. What if they're more spatially intelligent, or they're more existentially more intelligent, to where they have maybe a deeper meaning of life thing, and they're all you know, they're they're constantly. You know, going that route and they're looking around at stuff and almost like a yeah. like kind of a guru and a and a sheet right. type of a thing. why well, whereas would, you're I w- you're more book bookish or you're more, you know uh, current issues and politics and stuff.
0: I guess I would classify intellectual and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I classify that as being able to continue a conversation and create an amazing conversation and a learning experience. Through, whether you're talking about politics or whether you're talking about um, the new Tony Robbins fucking DVD that came out. And you're really getting to the nitty gritty of that. I think that being um, kind of diverse in all of those aspects of intelligence is kind of the whole enchilada of intellectual. Am I wrong?
1: No, no, I think that's right. It of course but okay. but we're now you're talking like best case scenario, right? Yeah. I mean that's like so that would be Gosh, great. Gosh, there's so
0: much. This is like that, that, my drug. I love speaking <laughs> on intelligence and I love talking it just gets me fucking going. Well, the
1: pro- the problem is in the in the issue we're going to have today is staying on on topic or staying, staying in a li- more of a less a linear fashion because there are so many aspects to this particular topic i think overall let's take a kind of a meta view of this thing if we find ourselves because really the basis of the show is is if there is an issue or if there becomes an issue i have seen over my years of experience personally and professionally a number of situations to where there was a big enough to where you can sense it gap in intelligence Mm -hmm. that can exacerbate or that can make things worse especially as time goes on because people will fall more and more back because people with high levels of intelligence in one aspect or another tend to hold themselves up to a very high level of expectation because they're aware of the fact that they have the expectation does that make sense it's kind of a roundabout yeah, way of saying absolutely no 100% the higher intelligence you have the more you realize how you know what the situation is and the more aware you are of how life works Yeah, because
0: maybe this person that you're dating with a lower IQ level, it doesn't even get it. And they're, they love it. They're just like, God, that, you know, she's so smart or he's so smart. I just love being around him. And that's a certain type of dope intelligence too, is always wanting to learn and wanting to sit and listen and not always having to teach. That's a, that's a great type of intelligence as well. Right. So So those I think, those
1: types of relationships work because if the other person is exactly. at a lower level, but they're but they're excited and they and they respect the fact that the other person has that higher level and they're open to it and the other person they they want to come together and sort of work on it together and mm-hmm. have that as an aspect of the relationship, then that works. That is the way that, right. that anything can work like that. But if it's something to where all of a sudden this the gap becomes more and more prominent or more and more visible, and then the person at the higher end starts to use it yeah. against the other person, or the other person holds it up against the more intelligent person and then uh, uses it either to self-sabotage themselves to make them feel shitty about themselves, or or uses it to work. Or they just
0: don't care anymore. I feel like a a situation where um, the person with the lower IQ level can be discouraged is where they just don't care to... They don't want to know about the new book that came out. They don't want to know why, you know, these certain plants grow here because of evolution and what was there in fucking 1400 years ago. But, But why? There's a point... Well, right. There's a point where because it just doesn't interest them, but personally and individually, right, it it interests their significant other. But there is a point where that person doesn't have the intelligence level, can't reach up to a certain part in their brain, like neurologically where they just don't give a fuck anymore. And if they're smart enough on their level, they're not going to fake it because that also just sucks, you know? Yeah, but
1: I think that the person at the higher level in in those particular situations, if they understood things and they had a and they wanted the relationship to work and this other person was truly a teammate, then they would understand the other person is going to have a hard time completely immersing themselves 100%. in this, and they would bring them along. And it, a couple of the articles that that I was reading uh, had some pretty good points. And one of them was how to go about creating solutions to make things work. If this if this is the case, and one of them is to bring the other person along in shared experiences. So if you have this thing about art, then bring the other person along and have a shared experience of going to a museum or going to an art show. Oh, for sure. And then, because a lot of times, if you bring somebody in and you immerse them into the world, they see things that they never real really realized were a part of that world. And especially with your own passion, because you know how strong it is when you're with somebody that you love or you care about and they have a passion for something, it, it makes you even love them Stronger or have a deeper oh, level sure. of that. I was and, just and then gonna you speak appreciate passion. That, right? I'm
0: so glad you brought that so up. So that and that's what I, happens when that for it, sure shared
1: experience is a very good way to go about. It is you know, and, and but gently, it's not about ex- having the expectation that once they go to a museum show, they're going to be this art loving crazy person. That's not the case. Yeah. But yeah, I think that helps.
0: Oh, I love that you said that because it is so beautiful to be able to share your core passions with the person that you love and with the person that you spend most of your time with. And it really, it really gets the best out of you when you are sharing it, especially if they don't understand that world, because then you get to explain it passionately and you get to speak on what lights your fire and you get to kind of explain to it. uh, about that stuff to them and if they genuinely care it's even better i think that i keep going to like the negative aspects i love the passion thing that you brought up and i want to speak on that again but i really want to touch i want to just create kind of a visual for people because this is kind of back and forth and when i um see it in my mind is i see this huge bubble full of Adapted intellectuals that know how to adapt to certain situations and they're passionate about it and they see bliss in it. They don't see it as um, something dragging them down. So it's this huge cloud and that's where all those people are then in life, there's the people that are not there yet. But if they get caught by one of those people in that cloud that genuinely care about em- that emotional intelligence and that type of intelligence, and they want to share it with this someone because they love them and because that is a whole another type of intelligence is being able to find love and find true love and find your love. If one of those people under the cloud gets snagged by the people in the cloud, mm-hmm. that's when it all works out. So it is possible. what we want to talk about if they're open it yeah exactly but that all that all is fucking intelligence that's all being aware you know Mm -hmm. so it is possible but if both of you are not in that cloud then it's it's not possible there's just different types of thinking and sometimes people don't match up with certain people but back to your passion statement that is what it's all about is being able to be passionate about something. It's you first. You are worried about yourself first. You're finding your passion first. That way, when you find what ever it is you're supposed to do in this life, and then all of a sudden you meet this hot guy at the bar, he's going to see that dope, genuine passion in you. And he's going to be into that whether he's on your level or not, or above or, or below, then that passion is going to create a dope relationship because it is genuinely what you are supposed to do as an individual. You got to find what's working for you first before you jump into any type of relationship. Because if you're not individually intelligent in your own way and you don't know what that intelligence is yet, there's no way you're going to make a relationship work.
1: It, it it always has to start with yourself. It's always about introspection. Anybody that you that you could ever talk to that knows anything about psychology or philosophy or human relationship or communication, they're all going to tell you it all starts within yourself and a level of introspection and a level of understanding of who you are and what you're all about and your own expectations of yourself and then your expectations of other people. And if you have the expectations of other people that are going to compensate for the fact that you have these over expectations of yourself, things are going to get fucked up really fast because you can't ask of somebody something that you can't ask of yourself. And that happens a lot. And that a lot of times when people get in relationships, especially when it comes to this kind of stuff, they'll get into a relationship where they see they have a deficiency. A lot of times subconsciously, they'll feel as though they have a deficiency in something. So they'll find that, yeah. they'll find that overcompensation in somebody else. So if they feel as though they're not very intelligent, they'll tend to gravitate sometimes towards somebody who is intelligent to make up for the fact that they don't feel intelligent. Does that make sense? But what happens oh, yeah. is, is every single, every single time that happens, It comes back to bite them in the ass because they're going to get into it. They're going to get enmeshed in that relationship with that other person. They're going to identify that intelligence with the other person. Then they're going to use it against them because they're going to feel pissed off that they don't have it every single time that happens. So it's a matter of understanding your strengths, understanding your weaknesses, understanding what really makes you tick, What. Intelligence aspects are are the positive things, or the the uh, the things that measure higher than others. I mean, are you super high emotionally intelligent, but you're not super book smart, or you're really street smart, but you're not book smart, but you need a little bit intelligently smart. What things yeah. work for you, and what things don't, and then don't ask anything of your partner that you know they don't have, and that right. hap- and that happens all the time because you know what all this comes down to like all of this comes down to respect. That's all it comes down to respect for yourself and where you're at in your deficiencies and just accept your flaws, man, because we're all flawed, like beyond belief and then respect for the other person and who they are and what they bring to the table and don't have any expectations of them coming with anything else. And I want to make mention real quick of a great quote that I found that was from an article by Steve Allman in, uh, on this uh, website called, uh, Cognoscente, he says, love isn't a form of social work; it's a collaboration. And I think that's an amazing quote because what that does <laughs> is it signifies the fact that you don't get in there to and and I, I am totally guilty of this in my past totally. relationships. I love to fix people. Obviously, that's why I do this. It's probably why you do this too. I love to fix people. I'm a savior. That's my thing as a as a kid, that's my program. So, I I get in I've gotten gotten into a lot of relationships to where I I thought, "You know what? I could save this person or I could be the social worker or I could solve their problems or get them at a higher I could get bring them up to a higher level."
0: Wow, that's very selfless of you.
1: Well, that but that's my program. <laughs> yeah. But what happens is is that ultimately that doesn't work at all because ultimately I come back and I think wow, this relationship is totally unbalanced because I'm giving 98 fucking percent here and they're just rolling along with it. And it's
0: a big waste of your time. And that's where
1: where the respect comes in because subconsciously I don't have respect for them in that situation yet. That's that's why I was attracted to them in the first place. I mean, that happens all the time, (laughs) all the time. Totally.
0: And there's a fine line as well. I don't want people to listen and go have a glass of wine with your significant other and be like... You know, like fuck, this isn't gonna work. We are just not connected into (laughs) intelligently and intellectually, whatever. That's not the point. But there's a fine line between um, continuous learning from your significant other, which even if you're learning about a new video game that just came out and like the cool background information on it, whatever even if you're learning that you're learning something mm-hmm. so as long as the your the communication between the both of you isn't stationary and it doesn't feel stationary and it doesn't feel like you're fucking reaching for conversation and reaching for that intellectual shit from like you know this really brings up the topic of at parties people always make fun of me because I don't like playing board games I don't like playing the cards against humanity and I mean yeah it's fun once in a while but I'm always like "Eh, I'll sit out I'm having a good conversation you know what I mean so it's like those books that you have to pull out to be like if you could be any animal, what would you be? Whoa, mind blown! Let's talk about that. Like I'm just like, fuck off! Like let's just talk about, let's just communicate, and let's just go with the flow and talk about what's popping in our minds right now because of the person in front of us or whatever. And you shouldn't have to pull out a book to yeah, have but, a conversation. Yeah, but Lex, conversation.
1: come on. Yeah, you, you, you realize that that most, and I'm saying most people, and it's it's the truth. They're they're not. They don't operate at that level anyway, and they need a. It's you know, it's called the primer. In science, but then it's, it's, that's they need why something you to get things going, or they they need a a conduit in order to create some level of social interaction. That's what card games are for, and that's what board games are for.
0: But you know what? If they would stretch their mind a little bit and get out of their comfort zone and create that conversation (laughs) on their own, then they would create space in their brain for that type of intelligence. And And that's what it's all about.
1: If my uncle had a vagina, he'd be my aunt too. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, what what do you want? Well, what the fuck do you want? I want want
0: people to get out of their comfort zone Uh, and grow because there is always a way to learn. Even I tell the people I work with, number one is like, if you don't have anything smart to say or nothing that you are going to say that is going to benefit anyone in this room and you just want to say something or hear your voice or you're you're anxious so you're the type of person that just says shit, do not say it. <laughs> number one, you're benefiting but, yourself okay, okay. neurologically because you're not getting dumber by saying something <laughs> that is so mundane. And number two, maybe you're going to pay attention to something good that is going on in the room, something intellectual, something that you can read or learn from. If you keep your ass quiet when you're about to say something stupid,
1: but don't you, you know, right? But don't you realize that I'm going to totally counterpoint you here? Don't you realize that some people are are have a problem communicating in the first place, or they're just not at a level that most people might be at in a conversation? Just for the fact that they do chime up and they say something that may be construed as ridiculous or stupid or mundane or off-topic, that actually could be their way to start sharing, and it's the aspect of sharing in that conversation that's going to get. Them them more involved and more open to what's being said by you guys because now they feel as though they're part of the group and they'll be way more open to the message if they're allowed to share in and you just have to sort of understand that that's the case instead of expecting, there's an expectation thing, expecting them to come in and have a valid or a very high contribution level.
0: Right. And I think this goes back to the wasting your time conversation, though, is like there's a point in life where if you keep growing and you keep learning and you're kind of getting it and you're like on the right path, there's a point where like in a relationship that you got, you say, I have to go. I'm not into this anymore. You're not doing anything for me and I'm not learning anything anymore. There is a point where if someone says something that I know I'm smart enough to be aware that I know that they're just saying it because either they're anxious or I can read their body language or what why they're saying it. Me personally, this isn't everyone. I will walk away <laughs> or I will well, <laughs> remove myself from that situation because I do mundane shit every day anyways that I when I have the choice to be involved I want to really be involved in something that stimulates
1: do you ever look at that situation like a challenge like they're they say that and then you oh every and then day you look,
0: <laughs> <laughs> every but, but, fucking day yeah, but
1: you you take it upon yourself to uh expand their reality by maybe one centimeter by engaging in that and maybe indirectly asking a question or two doing like a socratic method on them to where you're getting them to do some introspection without them even knowing it
0: yeah absolutely and And i I do do. yeah i do
1: that every day i mean that's so i I think
0: so in a personal situation for me is since i do that kind of stuff every day I, i mean i work with clients and at the restaurant I work at I do a lot of service consulting and it, that is very simple shit but it's it's intelligent and it's brilliant communication to be able to run a restaurant and to be able to provide the utmost perfect service for all these different types of humans is a fucking art but it's like it's crazy to under to to kind of um say out loud because it's it's a very basic art it's a very <laughs> do you need catch up with your French fries? You know what I mean? But it's an art to understand and read people. So I think the fact that I in my personal world do that shit every day when I'm in a relationship. I just need more. Yeah, so that's an that expectation thing. Yeah. Yeah. So to kind of throw that out to our clients is like you have to be smart enough and aware enough of what you do professionally and you need to counteract that with a dope relationship so that you keep going no matter what you do. Some people think that just because you work in a cubicle every day, your thoughts are going to be stagnant all the time. But it won't because if you're dating a dope person who keeps you learning or if you have a dope group of friends that just keeps spitting like great knowledge at you all the time at happy hour and like cool shit like that without using a book then you're doing it right and you're going to continue to progress.
1: I always feel as though the most successful relationships that I've ever seen or been involved with are the ones that each, uh, each of you challenge and stimulate each other while having an amazing level of communication and honesty and trust and integrity. I mean that's oh for sure, and it, that sounds crazy. Right, and it sounds. I mean, I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is that you, you say that to some people, and they're like, "Wow, that's not even right, possible." Right. Well, how? Why is that not possible? Why is that? You you can still be a flawed human being and still live within the context of of trying to hold up to all of those things. That rolls me into something I want to bring up real real quick, and it's something that I actually talked to a number of my friends about this situation in terms of have they ever been involved in something where there was a big gap in intelligence and, or if they know of anybody who have been successful in navigating it. One theme kept coming up over and over in the in the three or four people that I talked to and it was ambition. There was a right. there's was a lot of times when they when they were involved with somebody who was great and they had a lot of compatibility But there was the other person just didn't have the level of ambition in life that they did. And that tended to be either they either work through that or that that was the thing that made it end or that, that, that didn't make it work. For sure. Have you been in that situation?
0: Oh, absolutely. I've met amazing guys that I've been so into and I've had the best chemistry and we've been actually able to have some dope conversations, but that's all that they wanted. The intellectual stimulation that they got from me that I brought, not just me personally, but that my energy brought to their energy that created like that intellectual stimulation, that was it for them. And then they were cool with their nine to five or whatever they were doing every day. And I need that intellectual stimulation to create in a relationship. I want my energy and your energy to come together and I want it to create and I want to keep moving forward, whether it's traveling, whether it's creating a business together, whether it's anything like that i think that you're in a relationship because you're you want to be partners for life you shouldn't partners for life doesn't mean just coming home and cooking dinner and going to bed it means creating something more together which is going to keep that passion flowing right you know but that's
1: together what about if they have a life ambition of just they, they got out of they got out of high school they ended up at some and I'm not saying this is bad but they just and it ended up at some job that's just kind of a You know, nine to five trade job, no level for improvement. You know, stamping out license plates or something like that. They're totally cool with that. That's all they want. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yet you're, and that's their own gig, right? Yet you guys still have the ability to go on vacations and to expand your your communication and your uh, shared experiences and all. And you have that part. Are you cool with the fact that they still have that level of ambition for themselves?
0: That they only have that level of ambition? No, I'm not because I think that that doesn't exist. I think that hitting, uh, I don't think that just having a plain level of ambition exists. I don't, I understand that. I mean, I understand that it exists, but I think that that person has fear and fear, some type of fear in the way where they're not uh, moving forward or expanding further. Not that that ambition level that they're at right then and there isn't awesome and they didn't go to college and they're not managing this company and whatever. That's dope. But there's got to be something a little bit more creative... To expand them, and and maybe not, but that's just the way I look at relationships. Right,
1: right, and and I look at it a little bit differently. I think that there, I think most people in the world, if you look around, go to the DMV, go to Costco on a Saturday. It's a great place to go because you see just just, that sounds like my worst nightmare. Exactly, and that's exactly the reason why I'm saying it. Take a look around. Most people are totally cool with just doing what it takes to survive, doing what it takes just because they're cool. They got, they got their car. They have their house payment. That's totally doable. Their, their kids are in soccer or in choir and they're just, they're fine. They, you know, they got a social security coming when they're 68 years old. Most people are like that. And I think personally, that's you just made me cringe. I, I, I know, but. Take a look around. I mean, it's, I came out of college with this ideology of being able to, to contribute, to contribute to elevating every single person, right? Just having something or being involved in something in a movement that, that has the ability to elevate every single person out there after low these many years of going through and dealing with people in different groups. I don't think that's the case at all. I think really there's about a 5% maybe of people on the upper crust of everything that have the ability to to expand out of what they're, you know, the matrix, if you want to look at it in that way. And I think everybody else is. Yeah. But, and exactly, that's, but that's why only 5%, I do what I do, though. though. That's only 5%. I no, think, but I think...
0: would like to help these people expand further so they can be a part of it and they right, can make but... that percentage bigger. And <laughs> that literally is my point in life. I I think that, yes, I understand that that works for people, but there's more. There's a fear there's in more, the way but... of that. So I want them to see that. And if, I, if, if in five years we get that up to 6%, then I'm fucking happy. That you, you,
1: you've just defined human evolution. Because that's exactly what we're going through. And it's just, I just wish as, as I go on with my own studies and doing stuff and working with people, I wish we were further along because it's, it's a, it's, this is going to be a long haul. It's going to be multi, 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 multi generational before we have enough people. If you're a big Malcolm Gladwell fan and you understand the tipping point thing, we have enough people to create a tipping point in society to where we actually do live. Very, very holistically, we live in an expansive mm. level of consciousness. I, I, you know, if I could snap my fingers, if I had one wish, that's the wish that I would that totally. I would have because that would be great for everybody. But I know and you know that that's not the case. And I think evolutionary wise, I just think most people don't have the ability. They have no clue. They have zero, they're in the matrix and they don't have they don't even have a sense of anything being outside of the matrix. They just, you know, I always call it like the sow bug life. You know, the sow bugs, little roly poly bugs. Yeah. Roly poly bugs, they don't have a neck that can lift up and down. So they only live a two-dimensional life. They only look left and right. So all of a sudden the foot comes or your foot comes around and you're like, them from above. They have no they don't know where the fuck that came from. They have no concept of the third right. dimension in that. I think most people don't have the concept of that expansive reality and that's why and that comes down to expectation in regards to intelligence. If you're with somebody who has a low ambition, the just the fact that you have brought up or you are cognizant, you are aware of the fact that they have a lower ambition or an ambition mm-hmm. that you can see that they have way more to them, and they can do way more with their life. I think that is a problem because oh, it totally because is. you're aware of it and just the fact that you're aware of it creates creates an issue and it's always going to be there. So you have to do some serious overcompensation in regards to looking at their strengths in other parts to be able right. to, to to be able to override your feeling that they're not living up to their possible expansive expectation. For sure.
0: And so what I think in that situation is that you need to be with someone who does that to you who who wants to expand your mind, even if you feel like you're on a little bit of a higher level of consciousness cognitively, I think you need to be with someone who makes you better. And and it is possible to be with someone who isn't exactly your IQ level because there are so many different types of intelligence as we spoke in the beginning of the show. So yes, it is possible. But what isn't possible is if you if you're smart enough to see that this isn't going to work, then you have to do yourself a favor and continue to live your life. Because like I said, once you understand your type of intelligence and where you're going in life, it will all fall into place. Literally, awareness is the base of living a good, smooth life.
1: Awareness of yourself and awareness of your surroundings. That brings us to wrapping up at the end because all I want to say is complete compatibility, I don't think, is not needed. You don't need to be completely compatible because there's so many levels of intelligence. What is needed for success in the long run in a relationship with those incompatibilities is acceptance of the other person as they are with no expectations of them changing and an acceptance of yourself and your flaws and the fact that you cannot hold anyone else up to the expectations you have for yourself. Period. That's that's the key to creating any gap of intelligence in a relationship. If you if you want to make it work, those are the things you have to follow.
0: Right, and I think that if you just want to continue to learn in any type of relationship, your work relationship, your homies, your lover, if you just continue to want to learn genuinely, you will be just fine regardless of the intelligence gap in your relationship.
1: Exactly. So Good topic, right? We, we could literally continue to go on. There, there's so many. Well, you know what I want
0: to could... talk next week, most likely, is smart fighting and intelligent debates and being able to really conquer that gnarly disagreement in your relationship without breaking a coffee cup against the wall. Well, let's do that. Yeah.
1: That'd be a good show next week. Okay. Remember, it's uh, javabud.com on the website. You can find all of the shows, the show notes. If you go to javabud.com and, and listen to the shows, the SoundCloud thing is on there, so you can click on there. But all of the extensive show notes are there. Uh, but if you go to iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher, the, uh, the the abridged show notes are there. You can always do that. I'm also I'm on all the social media crap, and uh, you can also go and get my freebie. If you go to the show notes and it's these, you know, seven ways to create more happiness and money and joy in your life. And, uh, and then Lex, what's your deal?
0: Um, hit me up at Lexi at dot com. I'm on social media, Lexi Marie Rodriguez. Also, if you're one of those people that gets us that loves our podcast, because you are that 5% and you understand that we're trying to bring conscious awareness to everyone else we encounter throughout the day, share this podcast because that's the first step in creating more awareness in your community or in, in society. Just share it. And rate and review because we're trying to really make a dent in this podcast world, which is fucking so huge. Rate God, there's it's so huge. many there podcasts are. out there. there are. It's crazy. But, but
1: but it's like it's the 5% rule. It's the, the 5% are good, 95% are shitty. And of course, I'm, sure. I'm hoping that we fall in the 5%, at least for our <laughs> tribe. Let's expand our tribes. If you guys like this, expand the tribe. If there's somebody else out there that would get a charge out of this, or you guys could at least use this as a conversation piece to say, those two on that podcast are batshit crazy. And then totally. and at least and then maybe you guys can start a podcast. They pod, don't know shit. Pod. Maybe you guys can start a podcast then. I have no problem with that. I say the more Talk people, about more people what out don't there know. that have intelligent conversations, the better for everybody.
0: Totally. Everybody.
1: There you go. Take yeah. us out. Peace out.